Certainly an exciting day for the Edmonton Oilers to acquire Duncan Keith. Just felt like uh, the Edmonton Oilers right now. It was a, it was a good fit, a great fit. Excited to uh, to start this this new chapter of my career and try to win a cup in Edmonton. It's always been uh, my goal to, to be able to stay in Edmonton, and it's just what I've wanted. I've loved my time in Edmonton so far. The team is uh, progressing uh, the way we want it to, and I want to be a part of that. And uh, obviously, the biggest reason I want to stay is that I want to win in Edmonton. Here's McDavid all the way, scores! Hello, hello. Welcome to the Locked On Oilers podcast for this Monday, November 1st. We're into November, everyone. I'm your host, Hernan Salas from TSN 1216, the two guys and a goalie podcast. Hit me up on Twitter at Hernan the Man and at Locked On Oilers. It's game day, baby. Game on. As the Edmonton Oilers get set to take on the Seattle Kraken, so we'll get a visitor report as Andy Eide uh, from NHL.com that covers the Kraken joined the Lowdown Show. We'll get a few clips from him in the second segment and in the third segment. We'll hear from the head coach as he had some interesting things to say today with the media. 7.30 puck drop from Rogers Place. It's, uh, yeah, it should be a fun little pod here and here in the opening we'll get you some lineups we'll give you some uh, special teams numbers who's in who's out what what do we expect to see tonight as the seattle kraken make their first regular season uh, appearance here and edmonton should be a good one let's look back at saturday's game quickly here good game good first period by the edmonton orders i think good first and third i think in the second vancouver kind of took it to to them a bit and um they were just it seems like all their good opportunities, they hit two bars and then they were just out of reach, which was interesting there. And a couple good defensive plays by Oilers forwards uh, on the back check. The Oilers were able to come up with a 2-1 win. Vancouver scored really late in that one. Unfortunate because Koskinen had a solid bounce back game. He made two stellar saves in the last two, three minutes when Vancouver was really pushing, trying to get on the board. So good. that's a good sign. It's a good sign for the Edmonton Oilers, good sign for the fans that Miko was, ever, was able to respond like that after a very shaky shaky game uh, uh past wednesday for the first loss the edmonton orders now sit at six and one on the season two one win over the canucks uh tonight the seattle kraken they're three five and one on the season so far they lost last night at home to the New York Rangers. And by all accounts, they played really good in that game. They just couldn't find the goal. And that's something that we've been talking a lot about. This Kraken team is where are they going to get those goals from? They don't have that elite, elite, elite guy. Even though uh, Jordan Eberle, yeah, I mean, he's the 20-goal guy. That's that's for sure. That I mean, <laughs> let's not take that lightly either. But he's been um, he's been just okay so far this season for the uh Edmund for the Seattle Kraken not the Edmonton Oilers apologies for that so we'll see what they bring tonight I mean uh let's look at leading score right now McCann who looks like to be out again he's in COVID protocol once again he's got seven points Brandon Tanev has six goals like that's pretty impressive and then followed by Mark Giordano and Jonas Donskoy with five points those are your leading scores for the Kraken uh power plays uh let's look at both teams Edmonton's first in the league at 47.8 shocking I mean 
They're so damn good. It's 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 just ridiculous right now. Seattle's power plays 10.3%. They're 30th in the league. Penalty kill, this is where it gets interesting. Edmonton Oilers and the Seattle Kraken both tied at 90%. They said third and fourth uh, right now. So that's going to be a good test for the Seattle Kraken uh, PK if they can um, be able to maybe stay out of the box. And then if they do take a penalty, be able to kill it off. So uh, very good PKs going toe-to-toe right here. Who's out? Oh, well, Mike Smith remains out. He's on the I he did skate today he was in the in the backups in the backups and so uh mike smith should be uh, i mean i'm assuming he should be clear pretty soon here looks like he's he's trending in the right direction that's about it as for the kraken mason appleton is undisclosed he's on ir chris drieger also on the ir marcus johansson and colin Blackwell all in the IR and like I mentioned just moments ago McCann's still on COVID protocol highly unlikely he plays and this coming from Andy uh, I who said David Haxall said Joey Decord in net other lineup changes to come some decisions to make so we won't have the full scope on the uh, Seattle Kraken lines probably not up until warm-up as for your Edmonton Oilers same lineup as Saturday so it's going to be Connor McDavid with Jesse Pliarvin Zach Hyman it's going to be Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Dreisaitl and Kaylor Yamamoto your third line Cassian with Derek Ryan and Warren Fogel we were talking a lot about on TSN 1260 we got to name this line I liked one today it says two and a half men and it's not disrespect it's just Derek Ryan's a little bit smaller than those two guys so I kind of like that one but we got a lot in the inbox let me know what you think what we should name this third line and your fourth line will remain the same Tyler Benson with Kyle Turris and Devin Shore, I thought they were okay in Vancouver. Nothing to write home about, but well, they're going to get another look. We'll see what happens there. Defensively, Nurse with Bouchard. Keith with CeCe and Cuckoo remains in with uh, Tyson Berry. And Miko Koskinen is getting the start tonight. So those are your lineups. I give you some percentages on the special teams. Who's in, who's out for both teams here. So uh, they're, the Kraken's missing. I mean, Mason Appleton's a good player. Drieger's really good. Blackwell, Johansson. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I'll say one thing. The Oilers can't take this team team lightly tonight or they're going to be in trouble and you got to keep pace with those red hot calgary flames so uh here's hoping the orders put in a good effort tonight they look good and they just i mean give credit to demko on saturday night he stopped mcdavid like two three times that in other times those are goals so good on uh thatcher demko there but i think the orders are going to be hungry and raring to go here as it gets busy in the month of november almost a game every other day and they kick off uh, tonight a three-game homestand tonight against the crack and wednesday against the preds and then on friday it's the kevin low retirement uh, game so that will be against the new york rangers and uh, yeah well, what's your record i said two and one i think they win tonight and i think they win friday i think they dropped the game against nashville on wednesday but let me know on twitter at hernan the man and at locked on orders coming up next we'll get a better beat on the seattle kraken as andy i joined the lowdown show on tsn 1260 so we'll play some of those clips to get you uh, more familiar with the seattle kraken this is the locked on orders podcast with hernan salas Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Back here on the Locked On Oilers podcast, just ahead of uh, getting to a little more familiar with the Seattle Kraken, Edmonton Oilers 6-1 on the season. Fourth line remains the same i haven't seen much on socials that uh, people are upset about it i know people want to see tyler benson Kyle turris i mean 
not really doing it much, but either as Shore and either as Perlini to that extent. So we can't really sit here and be like, well, just pick on Kyle Turris. I don't think anyone on the fourth line really stood out. And uh, maybe we'll see if they don't. Now, they're not getting a lot of ice time, which is fair as well. But we'll be see Colton Sevier and Perlini drawing sometime this week. But if they have a good game, then uh, Dave Tippett's just searching for something there. And we will hear a clip, a clip on the fourth line uh, coming up in the third segment. But it's an interesting one. And Yamamoto remains in the top six. The team's winning. I don't think you have to rush or force a move there. Uh, and if, I think eventually they're going to get going. That whole line. So just be patient. And the other thing here too is I'm a little surprised Chris Russell hasn't played as much. Um, I, I thought we'd see him more than Cuckoo. But it's Cuckoo right now more than Chris Russell. Which is, I mean, it's not like he's playing. It's only seven games in. And I think Cuckoo's played just a little bit more than him. I'm actually going to look that up because I don't want to be talking out of my you know what here but um i thought it'd be more chris russell than slater cook early on yeah and he's played five games so, so russ has only played in the two which is a little little surprising to me and we'll see how miko koskinen fares i mean is miko going to show up or is uh Zenlico? that's the mystery and that's the fun part of it all right let's hear from andy Ide from nhl.com and uh he was uh let's start with this one just pretty simple how the kraken looked i mean they seem like a, a competitive group but here's andy Ide on uh what they've seen so far from the seattle kraken very fair yeah i think that i think that's how they built this team you know they're they're they don't have any kind of real big finishers, uh, you know. So you see a game like last night where they they actually dominated puck possession on the Rangers. They outshot them like thirty to fifteen and just kind of you know had their way, but they couldn't finish and they lost. They lose two to one. But now part of that is, is running into a hot goalie. But that's kind of been their mo is creating chances but not finishing. So that's going to be their big kind of hiccup, if you if you will. Uh, but they're going to be competitive. They they play hard. They have a lot of these high end high end motor guys that that are always going to be competing. And I, and I think that's very fair that they'll be competitive. My, my thought going into it was always that they are playing games at the end of the season that matter for, you know, playoff position. They're trying to make a playoff. I think that that's, a, to me, an overwhelming success in year one. Going with this, we already know, but he was asked. <laughs> we know it's going to be Joey DeCord in it. It's not going to be Grubauer who played last night. But he was asked, who will we see between the pipes tonight? Philip Grubauer made four starts in a row in the homestand played last night you know Dave Haxtell is not really forthcoming a lot of times with his with who his, who his lineup is going to be uh you know it could be Grubauer but I kind of think we might see the backup Joey Decord uh Chris Drieger is their, their regular backup but he's been injured but he's very close to coming back so it also wouldn't shock me if all of a sudden he's off the IR this morning and, and in the net but I, I I have a hunch it'll be it'll be Joey Decord one last one here from Andy Eid from NHL.com and the the big topic here has been their um their uh, center depth. And I'll just give you the lines they went with last night. David Haxall did say he was going to switch up some things tonight, but they had Jaden Schwartz with Wenberg and Don going on your first line. Your second line was Brandon Tanev with Yanni Gord and Kali Yarncroft. Your third line was Ryan Donato with Morgan Geeky and Jordan Eberle. And your fourth line was Rayleigh Shehine centering Nathan Bastian and Max McCormick. Defensively, it was Giordano with Vince Dunn, Jamie Oleksiak with Hayden Fleury, and Adam Larson with Jeremy Lawson. Don't read too much into this because I think there will, there is going to be some tweaks here for uh, the Seattle Kraken ahead of their game. But Andy, I did uh, touch on uh, how the Kraken are doing up the middle. Uh, you know they're they're doing they're doing okay. You know Shane has been a really nice surprise, and he's been, you know he's on the fourth line, but boy, he sure gives them good minutes, and they win a lot of shifts when he goes out there. Uh, you know Yanni Gord is their top center, and, and he's he's everything as advertised. He's really fun to watch. Uh, you know, high energy guy. Uh, McCann was one of those centers, so having him out, someone's going to have to move over. 
Uh, you know, and then they have uh, Alex Wenberg, who had kind of a breakout season last year in Florida. He's been pretty solid. They still don't have that true number one elite center. You know, as good as Yanni Gordas, I don't know. He's that guy. Um, you know, he's probably more. If you have that guy, he's probably more a second uh, center kind of player. But uh, right now, he's the top center, and, and he's, he's he's been giving them a spark since he returned from injury. So the search uh, that that'll be something they'll have to look at moving forward. You know, next year, and you know, they drafted Matty Beniers in the draft. Uh, who's at Michigan this year. I think they hope he can develop into that guy, but that's still a couple of years away. So they're solid down the middle, but they don't have that elite guy. Right, that was Andy Ide from NHL.com, who covers the Seattle Kraken, just giving us some info there on the Oilers' opponent uh, tonight. So, uh, yeah, it should be a fun one down at Rogers Place. You go into the game, it's going to be exciting to see Adam Larson return, Jordan Eberle, and they got great unis. I think we have to uh, touch on that. Their uniforms are absolutely awesome. Absolutely love them. And we'll see what kind of effort they get tonight. This is going to be a hard-working group. The Oilers are going to have to match that. But when you look on paper and you look at the power play, the Oilers should win this game. But there's a reason why you play the game is because anything could happen. So we'll see what happens tonight down at Rogers Place. Up next, we'll hear from Dave Tippett as we continue to preview Kraken and Oilers. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the perfect time for Built Bar. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards to 300 calories and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of the raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Back here on the Locked On Oilers podcast. Should I give you news of the day or go to Dave Tippett? You know what? Let's head to Dave Tippett first as he was um, chatting with the media today before the game. And let's start off with this one. He was asked about... Saw the transition a few games ago. Bouchard bumped up to the first pairing with Darnell Nurse. I think they've looked pretty good. But here's Dave Tippett on that pairing. Well, they've been a solid pair. You just they, uh, you know, they they are playing in like some some tough spots for us, critical times of the game. Bouchard, we've talked about him. He's come along and played very well. Nurse's picked up right where he's left off. Um, so they're they're just a real dependable pair. I would call them a really good two-way group because they defend well but they also move the puck well and uh, they have some some weight to them they can play play hard around the front of our net so they've been a good pair we're talking about it earlier about the fourth line and, and no one's really stood out there we're gonna see the same fourth line we saw on saturday benson with shore and Turris. and dave tippett was asked what is the identity that he wants to see from the fourth line we're looking for some energy just just to get out and See if we can have a little bit of an impact. We realize, depending on how the game goes, they don't get a lot of minutes. But we need a, we need uh, however minutes, many minutes they get. They need to, they need to make sure we, there's no loss in energy when we go on the ice there. So we'll continue to tinker around with it. But you know, we went last game. They were all right. 
you know, we'll give it another go tonight. Yeah, that those that trio doesn't really scream. Go out there and muck it up and be physical and and throw a big hit. So it's a little more offensive than I would like a fourth line to be. But we'll wait and see. I mean, uh, Perlini after a great preseason hasn't done it. Colton Sevier hasn't played much. So Ryan McLeod struggled in the games he played. And these three guys uh, really not nothing much coming from them either. But I mean, no one's been terrible, but no one's even been close to good enough on that fourth line. So we'll see what happens tonight. And one final one here from. Uh, Dave Tippett this one was a funny answer I'll leave the second question in there I think uh, Titch from Post Media was the one that asked this but it was uh, there was a concern when Adam Larson left right that the defending part of the Oilers defense would take a step back uh, but that hasn't been the that hasn't been the case so far well Larson he, we used him in a lot of tough so he was a good defender he's still you know he's still a good defender he's a good player but uh, sometimes things change you know we've uh, we kind of changed that middle pair between Keith and Cece. They've come in and done a real steady job for us. So uh, we've been able to overcome, you know, the loss of Lars. That second pairing has been fairly huge in that respect because if, yeah. if they weren't good, you guys would be in a bit of trouble. Well, they're good veteran players. The only people that didn't think you were going to be good is you guys, right? Everybody else, we wouldn't have got them unless we thought we were going to be good. We're, we're fine with them. You're the only guys that didn't think they were going to be good. Ah, it's good stuff from Dave Tippett taking a shot at the media. And I listen, I'm going to sit here chatting with you guys and... I was really concerned about that pairing. I'm not going to lie. I'm not. I didn't like the CC deal. I didn't like the Keith deal. But uh, so far, so good. And I'm eating it. And it's seven games in. Are they going to have a rough game here and there? Sure. Every player does. But right now, you got to be pretty happy with what they've brought to the table. So um, I was wrong. I'll admit it. They've been more than good enough uh, so far this season. They've really become a nice duo on that second pair. And uh, good on them. And I said it too, that if that group was good, the Oilers would be good and so far Keith and CC have been good so the Oilers uh, not surprisingly are sitting at a six and one record <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna take credit I know I know I was pretty harsh but nonetheless uh good on them good on them uh some news from today uh the hab Cedric Paquette suspended two games for boarding Trevor Zegras uh that was in last night's game they also sent Cole Coffee to the AHL uh, the guy that was uh, for many the leading candidate to win the Calder Trophy he'll be back sooner rather than later I think this is just a reset uh, get him going offensively get some uh, confidence in the young man and he will be back the Canucks recall Travis Hamannick from the AHL he'll be a nice addition to that team and the uh, Chicago Blackhawks Patrick Kane did leave COVID-19 protocol he is set to rejoin his teammates after missing a, a handful of games due to being on the COVID list and Bill Daly Gary Bettman met with the NHL uh, media on Monday Bettman apologized to Beach defends NHL in wake of Blackhawks scandal also it was a bit of a mess like uh, I, know I was working the lowdown show so I couldn't really tune into this but just seeing the the, the Twitter there's just a little bit of attitude there from Bettman at times when you should be showing a, I don't know maybe some sympathy here uh, just I, I guess they both kind of brought a lot of people the wrong way and the most bizarre thing and a lot of people were tweeting about this it took a while for them to get to a rick westhead question of course the reporter that broke the story did an awesome job covering it uh but yeah and then i, I think pierre lebron went and he goes i hope my colleague um can get 
in on this uh, Q&A and uh, yeah, bizarre. Eventually he did get on there, but it, it took a while. So not a good look for the NHL. Uh, if you want to check that out, you can find it on tsn.ca or go to the NHL.com and it's all there. And uh, we'll see what transpires from this. A lot of Shevel Day I've talked, just, just a lot of different things. But um, from all accounts, from what I'm seeing from NHL media, it was kind of a mess. It's um, the NHL probably didn't do themselves any favors. And we and I guess we move forward. Uh, light night in this in the NHL in terms of the schedule. Tampa Bay is home to Washington. That's going to be a really really good game. Two powerhouse teams there. Chicago looks for their first win of the season, and they might get it tonight, guys. They're at home to the Ottawa Senators. I mean, can you imagine if they drop this game? <laughs> and of course, it's your Seattle Kraken and Edmonton Oilers. All right, guys. I'm going to pick the orders to win tonight. I think it's going to be a 5-3 game. I don't know. That score just flashed at me right now. I think the Oilers win this one. Uh, who's going to score the first goal of the game for the MN10 Oilers? I'm going to go with um, a guy that's got 10 assists, and he's playing really well. I'm going to go with Nugent Hopkins. What say you? What's the score for you? What's your prediction? And who's scoring the first goal of the game for the Edmonton Oilers? I went 5-3. Oilers win. And Nuge getting on the scoreboard. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. A nice little quick one here. A uh, nice little primer ahead of tonight's game. If you're going to the game, remember, be safe. Be nice. Be humble out there. Enjoy yourselves. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow to break it all down. Win or lose. For the Locked On Oilers podcast and my producer Juanito, I am Hernan the Man talking Los Petroleros. Enjoy the game. Go Oilers. Go. We'll chat tomorrow. on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com slash podcast. That's grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.